0: Hello, hello, iHeartSteamers. Tonight, for the first time ever, we are going global. And let me just tell you, I've never in my life learned so much about time zones since I began podcasting. And honestly, I cannot wrap my head around the time zone difference that I have to deal with tonight. Tonight, it is 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on a Friday night. And in India, that's right, I said India, it is 6 a.m. in the morning. So, what? What? I'm totally confused. But we are going to get it straight tonight. And I've got a wonderful guests for you to meet. So, stay tuned, get ready. This is going to be a good one.
1: Welcome to the iHeartSteam podcast with your host, Bonnie Kirkley. Bonnie has been working in the STEAM education profession for the past 12 years. Her mission is to share her story with educators like you that love STEM, STEAM, and project-based learning. Currently, she works with a team of educators creating the ultimate STEAM-certified school. Let her share the good, the bad, and the joyful with you in her STEAM journey. Learn everything you will ever need to know about STEM and STEAM education right here. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Kirkley.
0: All right, I heart steamers. Let me tell you, I have Emmy Sharma from Sprouting Stems with us tonight. Hello, Emmy. Hi, Bonnie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We are so excited you are here with us, and I cannot believe. Let me tell you, this woman is up at six a.m. Right? <laughs> yeah, on a podcast, and we're hoping. Okay, is the baby
1: asleep or? Oh yeah, away? yeah, yeah. She's asleep. I <laughs> okay. actually, I have to. I usually get up. I like my alone time in the morning, so I usually get up like pretty early. Just to, I like, feel you early. girl. yeah, yeah. That's my time, too. So
0: we're hoping we don't wake the baby up and that we can get this amazing podcast out to you because don't you want to know what kind of STEM is taking place in India? I know that I do. So, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself as a yeah. professional But we'd love to hear about your personal life as much as you want to
1: share with us. Yeah, it's been a really fun journey. Um, I I started, I actually, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and I started teaching there. And uh, I majored in special education, and I did some coordinating jobs there in Detroit. And while I was um, coordinating special ed, uh, the assistant principal asked me, would anybody, well, would you like to coach the first Lego League team? And I said, yeah, sure, why not? It looked really fun. And I already had a hobby of playing with Lego and tinkering and whatnot. And so I started, That's that was the, my first introduction to STEM um, was this like rabbit hole of the Lego world. And right after that, in 2014, um, I moved to India with my husband, because he's from here. Um, I had met him when he was studying in Canada. And at that time, um, India was really experiencing this reverse brain drain where you had all these people that moved from India, studied abroad, were now coming back to India. So it was a really highly educated population um, that also had the money and were having kids and families. And so they wanted to really amp up the facilities and infrastructure around them. So I talked to my husband. I said, hey, listen, why don't we get an after school STEM center going here and we'll use Lego as the medium and let's see how it goes. And it was so well received. Um, so that's what I was doing. I opened up sprouting stems in new Delhi and then kids from all over new Delhi would come in and I wouldn't specifically teach Lego. And I think that's something a lot of people would see Lego and think they would come to me and learn how to make models. I was teaching STEM STEM skills using Lego as a tool. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In parallel to that, I I was also teaching at an affordable private school here. So um, I was targeting uh, more affluent families after school, but then during the day I was teaching middle-class families and there was a really big stark difference there. So like the middle-class families could have cared less what Lego was. They had no idea what it was to them. They would come into this like beautiful makerspace that I created and um, it looked like a bunch of toys sitting around. And I also realized, in order, in India, there's about 40 to 50 kids in a class. Um, wow. Just because, yeah. Holy we have, moly. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, behavior is not a problem here, which is good, but we're all just jammed in there together. And, like, it's very obvious. Uh, Lego is not going to be the tool that is accessible to all because it's really expensive. Um, and I would have to get four to five kids on one kit. And I started thinking, what are ways that I can still teach them without using these high-cost, high-tech tools, and that's when I really started to get creative, and I I started to develop a curriculum, um, really kind of scaling down STEM so that I could still teach it to everybody, um, but it not be so expensive, so it's been really interesting teaching the two groups of people here, um, and using the two different kinds of methods and technologies, Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Since the pandemic, everything's moved online, Uh, which has been fun and a big learning curve, but now we're, we're totally online. And that's kind of what brought me to starting my blog in hopes to really share all the curricula that I've made with everybody. And where can we find that? Is it just www? Yes, it's sprouting stems, one word, dot I N. And I, I came up with the name because, uh, you know, there was a huge influx of moms saying, I have a kid in kindergarten or preschool and there's nothing around here that I can do with him or her. Um, Do you you have it? Can you teach them? Can you do anything? And I said, yeah, I can. So I I started putting together a K2 STEM curriculum and that that ended up being like my niche was like this early elementary, um, maybe even like K5 STEM. And I said, you know what? These kids are just sprouting up. So they're my sprouting STEMs. (laughs) I love it, and you know, you totally
0: answered my second question, which was how does STEM find you, but it just opens the door to so many more questions for you, and I love, 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 because I'll tell you, you know, I do have a course and resources, but that's my number one thing. I'm trying because the states, you're either STEM all the way or you're not. And so my goal is to get the knots to realize that STEM is so much more than Legos and robotics and coding. There's so much more to it. And it's actually, if you get really creative, and I'm sure you have, you can really make a global impact with the things that you reuse to use in STEM, you know, so, okay, well, I want to tell you one thing about Amy, and she has a platform right now for educators that's brand new. I'm super excited, and I hope that I get to be on it one day. Yes, Oh okay. okay. I don't IG even have to live. ask you, Great. <laughs> yes, it's on <laughs> IG Live, and it's called STEM and a Snap, and I've watched about three of them. And you can catch them live, but if you don't catch them live, all you have to do is go to her feed, and you can go down and check them out on her feed. But she is meeting with educators live and talking to them. So tell us, because I love that you're giving educators a platform, and that's super important because that's the only
1: way that we can reach those knots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean during it's well, especially during the pandemic, I mean, I missed my teacher friends, I missed being in a school. I missed um being able to bounce ideas off teachers, you know, maybe that planning session, and I just wanted to connect with people again. And this has been really great. I mean, better than I could have even imagined because it's opened my scope up from like from this little small corner in Michigan to this little small corner in New Delhi, to the whole world, and I get to see what somebody in Indiana is doing, or I'm going to see what somebody in Luxembourg is doing, or I'm going to see what somebody in LA is doing, and I mean, by default, we are, teachers are just so creative, and we want to collaborate, and we want to share what we're doing, and you sometimes don't necessarily get that time or that space in a school itself, so I have been really impressed with how we're all working together online, it is so supportive. And everybody is just sharing with each other. So if anybody that's listening to this is interested, it's just a time for you to come online and really just showcase and talk about the things that like you really want to share inside. Like, man, I had this great idea. I did this awesome thing with my students. I want people to hear about this. And It's been really fun, and it's been really nice to just get different perspective outside of your district or your school. Totally, because
0: I'll I'll be honest with you. I think I was always this kind of teacher. I started teaching when I started teaching. I was in first grade, and I noticed people would look at me funny (laughs) when I would do certain things, you know, and... But that's what I wanted to do. I'm like, this is better. This is better. They're learning so much more. And it was really hard because sometimes within a school, you don't have a, a, you know, like a coworker that you can share all these things with and you want to share and you get so excited to share because we get, we get over the top excited. My husband even tells me, he like does this little symbol with his hand where he's like, take it down just a Ah. little notch we just all get overly excited about everything and you can share and share and share and talk to your blue in your face, but sometimes coworkers are just like nodding. Yeah. 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 Do they really do it or not? So being able to have a platform and share where you know that others are going to be receptive and actually maybe try some of these things out are, is a great, great, great opportunity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need like, I think, you know, as teachers, we forget we need a, Base, just to be intellectual and talk about ideas and you know talk about new things that we've learned and theories and sometimes in a school there's just there isn't there isn't time or the culture doesn't allow it and it's okay to be over the top as a teacher in fact like that's what brings us joy is that just sheer energy you get from being super creative um, so that I have been having a great time just not holding back from that and seeing that other teachers are ready to like let that out too. It's been yes. really nice. Yeah. And
0: they have to know that it's okay to let out their passion. It do- And their oh, yeah. passion doesn't have to be the same as your passion. But find what you really enjoy and figure out how to get it into the classroom in a creative way. Yeah. Now, yeah. I will tell you. I did research on you because you. um, I think we were talking, and you're like, "Hey, are are we still going to podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm doing research. Give me a minute. Give me a minute." (laughs) I researched you, but I have to tell you guys, Emmy has a. I guess is is it a certification from Harvard people on maker space creation? So tell us about that.
1: Yeah, that was uh, brilliant. It was. It was great because what they taught us is kind of reverse of what is happening. And it brought back makerspace education down to its core. So it's really, STEM has really gotten lost and convoluted in like the tech aspect, the coding, yes. the robotics, right? Yes. And yes. what makerspace, the makerspace movement and STEM was actually invented so that we can bring agency, autonomy, independence into our lives by design, by taking ownership of the design of systems around us. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I see a lot of teachers get really frustrated because they're going into every STEM class and they're trying to build something. And that is only one aspect of STEM is the design and the building part. A major part of it is dissecting the systems uh, around you. So I'll give you an example. Um, I just took a piece of cauliflower with my students in India, and we, we mapped out its journey from plate to farm. And from that, you realize, yeah, there's almost over a hundred things involved into this whole process. And then they quickly realized that, okay, this is just one piece of cauliflower, but that's with everything in this world. We are also interconnected. And then with that, we looked at the process and we said, which part of this process isn't working right? In India, in uh, west India, we have a huge problem with crop burning, right? It's a major cause of pollution here. So then the kids start you to get into it. Crop burning, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so- yeah, the, the harvest happens, and they have and to get, I mean, there's, the yeah, there's a billion people here, um, so they have to, it has to be quick, right, they have to get ready for the next crop to come in, Um, so that's when the kids started doing their research, well, what are countries abroad doing, because, you know, abroad people used to crop burn tune, and they started learning about what a rotovator is, how to make a rotovator cheaply to give to farmers in India, um, yeah. and so And so that's what STEM can be. You don't have to build something every single time. In fact, I suggest picking an idea, breaking it down into four weeks, and just choose a couple classes to build. Um, But it's about changing your mindset from I'm going to consume everything around me to I'm going to critically analyze why X is causing Z. (laughs)
0: Exactly. So that's why... And I'll always say this for anyone that might possibly be new. So there's STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And then some also do STEAM. The A would be arts. But that S, the questioning and the identifying of problems. And then that E, engineers, that is the way that they start. And also, if you investigate further into technology, That is also the way they start. So scientists, technologists and engineers all identify problems, dissect the process and figure out scientists. Of course, they're just looking for answers and then which leads to another question and another question. And then the technology experts, then they're looking for a way to build something, to create it. And most of those technology experts are also engineers And vice versa. So it all begins with a dissection of an identified problem.
1: Always. And and, and another good thing that the course taught was we should be asking why more more. and more. As we even grow up, but as the kids are growing up, we, we think that things are in place because that's how they are. That's how they're supposed to be. When in actuality, other than nature, everything is a design system by humans. So if it's been designed by humans, we can redesign it to make it more efficient, better, more organized, more beautiful. And I want to share this. Um, there's, uh, they work with an organization called Project Zero. So if anybody wants free lessons or thinking routines that you can implement in your class, cross-curricular. So STEM isn't like just building robots and coding. STEM is just a way of thinking more critically about how to redesign a world using science, tech, engineering, and math. So Project Zero is a great place to start um, to implement low-cost thinking routines. I actually think that this is the goal of most
0: every single teacher, no matter what subject that they teach. But what, what we sometimes take for granted is like what you said. You know, we think that's just the way that things are. Our students have to be taught, modeled, practiced, and consistently done over and over and over to learn to question why. Because, And I'll tell you, we create this problem, and it, it begins at home. And I'm sorry, I've done it myself. You probably have yourself too. But it begins at home because it begins with that why syndrome, you know, the mommy why, mommy why, mommy why, mommy why. And we get so busy sometimes that what we do is – we often have to shut down that why because of what's happening at the moment. And so then let's say by the time this child has grown up to say 10, it's almost like they're scared to ask why. So we have to instill back into them the confidence to be able to ask why. Yep. It is hard. Yep. Well and, it's difficult. and we all are guilty of it. They'll be guilty of it one day. We all are. It's just, we have to encourage it, and we have to embrace it. And sometimes we just have to stop cooking supper and yep. sit down and talk. Yep. And the biggest way to help this problem, I 100% think, is just through discussion. Yeah,
1: um, dialogue. Through
0: yeah. discussion.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, and so how old is your baby right now? Two? She is, yeah. She's turning two soon, March twentieth. It's, it's coming. To it's
0: totally coming if it hasn't uh, started yeah. already. But the why, mommy? Why, mommy?
1: Oh <laughs> why yeah. Mommy? Well, and, you know, she watches me teach because I've been home, and now she'll grab my supplies and be like, "I make something." <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. That's yeah, it's awesome. That
0: <laughs> I was going, you know, you've been talking to us a little bit how things are virtual. So you're obviously virtual at the school that you teach at, but
1: also the after school program yeah. or just one or the other? Both. Both. Um, you know, like I mentioned, Delhi is pretty congested. It's thirty million people. I don't even know the square miles, but it, it's not a huge city. So we have thirty million people. So, like really at the end of the day, they just came out with a number. They suspect one out of every five people in India had COVID. So we just don't know because it's just too many people to really manage. I really think
0: it's probably the same everywhere. <laughs> our, yeah. just Walking around with it. We don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, so, there are those that get affected a lot worse
1: than most of us. So just to be safe. um, the, uh, both have gone online and they leave it up to the cities to. so like a lot of the rural areas have gone back in person a lot of the um, maybe lower socioeconomic schools have gone back just because they have to um, but the places, the schools that are able to manage online are deciding to stay online. Um, my business, my after school business I mean in the summertime it was fine because the kids weren't in school but the minute they started going to school online I lost a lot. Like I lost about 75% of my students, which was really sad. Um Do you send them any supplies or have you
0: thought about... I mean, because I, you said they were a little bit more effluent. Do you have like a project yeah. list
1: of items they could purchase to have at home yeah. and work yeah, with? Yeah, that's you? exactly... I mean, I try to keep it easy. I try to keep it uh, with things around the house. There's a lot of cardboard usage. There's a lot of... It's a lot of cardboard, a lot of yeah. Play-Doh we use. Uh, but recently... And luckily, you know, I've been, these parents, these families, um, I have such beautiful, loyal families. So even when we did have to go online, they, they, they wanted to come because the kids missed me, which was great. Um, so like, like you said um, earlier when we were talking, you know, if you make these kids happy, then, you know, the parents are going to love you and support you yeah, too, no matter what. Yeah. That is
0: the first thing that you should always do, no matter what yeah. it takes,
1: that's what you should always do. Uh, so I recently found this like really low cost electronics kit because uh, and I try I do do a little bit of coding on code.org and I was doing a little bit of coding on VEX but it just it wasn't the same so I finally after months of doing STEM online worked up the courage to start doing electronics again so like we're making small circuits we'll do fruit batteries we'll make home appliances Um so that's starting Um and I just told the parents you know, do you mind buying it? It was under $20 and they were fine with it. So surely um, I would be, I would
0: be fine with it. Yeah. Um, Okay. So there's one thing I want to go back to, and I actually didn't forward this to you, but I, you know, I found it in your, um, on your website, but I was super intrigued by it. Would you tell us a little on her website, teachers, if you go to her website, she completely will help you take a lesson and she calls it lesson flipping and take your lesson and flip it to STEM.
1: Can you give us just a little like rundown of what a lesson flip is? Yes. Um, And I actually just changed that, but I'm happy you brought that up. So uh, I think we were talking earlier, but I think this is a big thing that teachers look at STEM as like an extra curricular or extra subject when it's not, it's just like a way of thinking and learning. So um, I, (laughs) <laughs> I created this resource where I want teachers from any subject just pick one lesson a week it doesn't matter if it's ELA it doesn't matter if it's social studies just pick one subject and pick your lesson and it's a checklist so all for something to be STEM, the outcome that the students give you has to be open-ended so what will happen is you will give them a prompt or you will give them a focus, but then they're all going to be able to generate a different outcome. And it's beautiful. It is such a beautiful lesson in life when the kids see that they all can create something different and still be okay. Um, And then the ownership that happens. Yeah. Your content
0: means so much more to them.
1: Yeah. And then, so is is your lesson allowing for kids to be open-ended? Is your lesson allowing for kids to collaborate, communicate, Um, and critically think, so are they able to work with their peers on this? Are they be able to be creative on this? Um, does it, does it give them an opportunity to demonstrate a multiple intelligence? So are they able to be kinesthetic? Um, are they able to be linguistic? Um, is there a chance for them to do more than just one thing to show them what they, to show you what they learned? And then the last thing, um, were you able to just include one or more subjects? So it could be anything, and then that just makes it STEM. So you, it's open-ended, one or more subject. Were they able to collaborate, be creative, and critically think? And then were they able to do more, demonstrate some of their multiple intelligence? So if you were able to check off three or four of those, you just made a STEM lesson.
0: <laughs> Yay! <That's laughs> I totally want to send you to some of my stuff now because you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, this woman and I – We think exactly alike. Oh, nice.
1: Awesome. I'll send it over to you, and then you can have a look. perfect. (laughs) Yeah. What are you calling it now? Well, so I actually changed it because I was talking to a lot of teachers, and they're having a really hard time long-term planning with STEM and getting. So, I mean, during the day, I was teaching about 300 kids a week, and I would only have about 40 to 60 minutes with them. And I think there's a tendency for STEM teachers to make, do a project every single class. And I, yeah, created no, a, uh-uh. yeah, I created a year-long planner that I tried to align to NGSS, and then I had like monthly themes and activities that they could choose from. But a year-long planner for you to break down your month. So if you're doing, let's say, simple machines, the first week you're just planning and introducing, second week maybe researching, third week building, and the fourth week reflecting. So you have one thing you're doing the entire month instead of a new activity, every class, wasting resources, getting more resources. So I created a year-long STEM planner. Yeah, I met
0: with a teacher recently about that that was just like killing himself because he was trying to get out all this building stuff For five different grade levels that were coming to him, I'm like, you don't need to be doing that. (laughs) Like, first of all, you don't need to be getting all the stuff out. You have got to have the stuff available so your kids can get it out. And second of all, you should be building up to that build or that major project
1: for at least two to three classes. (laughs) So. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And and then the reflecting part is really important too. We skip over yes. that. Um, but it, it should be quite equally, as, equally as weighted. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I have a few more questions to you. And then of yeah. course, I know you've listened to my podcast. We cool. are going to play a game, sister. You let me tell you. Cool. <laughs> so first I want to know, what is your dream, no holding back,
1: maker space? It, it was my classroom. I can't even tell you how much I miss it. Every single wall. was I, I was given free range to do whatever I wanted in that school. I don't know why I was blessed with that, but I was. I had to come all the way to India to get that blessing, but it was amazing. Every single wall was a different color. I had a robotics competition table there. I had all my laptops there. I had computers. I had cabinets filled with supplies. And I had not one desk in that room. So kids were just walking around, getting their supplies, putting things back, sitting on the floor with their bean bags. It was glorious and the kids would come in and just be like ma'am they say ma'am here it's really cute I love the vibe in this classroom it was I it need was to a picture down. of my classroom it sounds a lot like yeah yeah <laughs> It was my home. I mean, there was times where I was putting more energy into my classroom than my own house, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm having a kid. I better. I should." Yeah, like, my if my husband call
0: me, he would agree. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> he's like, "What's this box coming in? This is for me.
0: It's for me. It's for me." <laughs> uh, so yeah, and now that all this virtual stuff's happening, I've like taken over half of our living room for this. Uh made up makerspace office type area.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't nailed the virtual setting yet. I got I have a ring light, so I was really excited about that. But um yeah, I see some of these setups that these teachers have and they're beautiful. Okay. I have to tell yeah. you one thing you've got to get. Okay. They are
0: called Love Light Curtain Lights. And so behind oh. me now Basically, you just attach them to a curtain rod uh-huh. and they're in, they're like a curtain and they're just little white twinkle lights that hang down oh. and fill up that whole space. So behind you, if you had these things, oh, it looks it's, gorgeous. Oh,
1: nice. Okay. Good idea. Yeah. Because I just usually have a cabinet behind me. <laughs> well, I totally really love these job. things. It's All right. Awesome. So next question is this
0: hands down, favorite STEM project? What is it? Oh, that's a big one.
1: I would say across all the grades, my the Rube Goldberg unit goes does really, really well. But actually, oh, the winter STEM unit I made, I wrote a short story about a gingerbread man. And each week, the kids had to solve a problem based off the story. So like, the first week he needed a house so they built a house out of cardboard. The second week they realized, "Oh, he's still cold because it's not insulated." So we figured out what insulating materials would work best. We did a mini experiment. The next week we added we used squishy circuits, which is a good way to teach electricity. I they added yeah, they added lighting into the house. And then the last week um he wanted to decorate the house, so we made like snowflake chains. That was so fun um because there was that emotional connection to the main character. And like the kids one of his name was Luya because I did a little bit of research and I guess ginger comes from um, the Philippines. That whole area, oh,
0: yeah, yeah Not in Germany.
1: Germany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, the word Luya is how they say ginger there, and uh, to this day, yeah, the, to this day, the students are like that Luya. He's so cheeky. He made us do all his work for him. That's
0: so funny. <laughs> they say cheeky. Yeah. Okay. Well, that might probably answer this next question. But do you have a memory or story using
1: STEM that you will just never yes. forget? It? Yeah. Um. This is for high school, and I and to this day still collaborate. Yeah. And this is a good. You know, it doesn't always have to be lessons. But I collaborated with a university in New Jersey. So they came to India, about 20 university students, and they worked with my high school students um, on how to make solar panel suitcases so that you can take these suitcases. Yeah. And that started off one year just learning how to use the suitcases. The next year they came back, we installed solar panels in a NGO in New Delhi. And then the next year they came back and we installed solar panels in a village school in Rajasthan. And now this year, we're going to try to make a STEM toy online, getting the two groups abroad to collaborate together. So, yeah, I mean, it's really just... I mean, and where were you the didn't... students from again? I'm sorry? Where were your students coming from again? They were coming from New Jersey. Yeah, they're coming from New Jersey. And, and the kid, they made their friends. They, they made instant connections. And it was so cool for the Indian students to see what American kids are student, doing and vice versa. And... They both learn so much from each other because Indian students are pretty astute and serious and kind of traditional, right? Um, yeah. And for, yeah, for the uh, American students to see that, because in high school, a lot of them were just having fun. And like the Indian kids were like, no, we just kind of watch Netflix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> like I um, have uh, at the school that I work at, I have an Indian friend that um, married an American and... He actually, her husband actually travels a lot um, with the military, but she it works at the school as an assistant, and I talked to her a lot, and I had no idea because she was like traditional Indian, went to the Catholic all girls school, and all of this, and she is just so proper. She comes yeah. dressed to school every single day, like to the nines. And is so proper and so modest so I can imagine it would be very interesting to meet a lot of students that were had the same demeanor yeah
1: yeah, yeah. it's 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 I mean it's refreshing to be honest and yes. especially because I was coming from um you know Detroit which is a rough place I love it so so that it all starts soul, at home I hate to say that, it but it all starts at home it's. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah.
0: It it's yeah. what's instilled at home.
1: And and you know, here family is huge and it it you stay with your parents, you know, uh we even my husband and I moved back with his parents. Um, your family is just so connected the friendships you have are massive. So relationships here are number one, um and then you just don't mess around with your studies here. Uh, you 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 go to school to go to school. It's nothing else than that. So it's been really great. Well, Amy, are you ready to get serious? <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. Are you, are you excited to
0: find out? Because I don't know if you know, but I come up with a new game for every person. Oh, great. Nice. How fun. Yeah,
1: okay. So you
0: have a special game just for you. And I promise it's going to be a very civil game. But we are going to play India versus the United States.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Let's do it. Who does it better? That's what we want to know. Who does it better? Oh, my God. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. The first one one is French fries.
1: Oh, America.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The second one is dessert.
1: America. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I'm saying that. See, oh, that's a hard one, Bonnie. I think, okay, Indian, Indian desserts, I'm not a huge fan of. But fusion desserts in India are good. But I'm going to have to say America.
0: Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. This one's funny. And I kind of, like, put it all into one. But who does it better? Taxis, Uber, and transportation.
1: Oh, India. India. They're moving a billion people around.
0: <laughs> wow. Tell us like one of the coolest ways they move around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh The coolest way, the metro system in New Delhi is so efficient. 14 million people a day are using it. It is so well done. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's number four. Girls' Day Out, which includes
0: shopping, spa, all of that.
1: Ooh. Okay. If I want nightlife... I'm going to say America, but daytime Girls' Day, I'm going to say India. The the service here is fantastic. What do you like to do there? What, what, say that again? Sorry. What do you like to go out and do for Girls' Day? Oh, uh, the shopping is great. The customer service here is so good. The restaurants are so good. And like the spas just treat you like royalty. So And, and so the price, so
0: yeah. you huh? come here. The price is just amazing. So, I need and to get on the plane. Okay, I'm telling my husband we're coming to India. Yeah. Okay, next. Television, movies, whatever you're watching that's local or produced. India, United States.
1: Oh, I don't watch enough. In, see, they're both massive, but I don't watch enough Bollywood. Um, India's coming fast. Now with the streaming services, it's coming. They really it's are. Kind of A lot hard. of movies
0: have been coming out.
1: Yeah. They're coming hard, but I'm just still going to have to say American media is really, really good. <laughs> okay. So. Number six. I think you've kind of answered this already, but maybe not. Okay.
0: Your typical grocery, like, you know, here, in, I don't know what you shopped at in the States, but like Costco, Walmart, that kind of thing, or like the
1: grocery in India. What do you prefer? India. India knows how to eat and eat well, 100%. Like that—that that is the, the core of their culture is the
0: food. So, so yeah. we were having supper before I got on with you. And I asked my husband and my daughter, I was like, what would you want to know about? And so my husband said, power and utility bills. Who does it better?
1: India! Yeah, I don't have to pay my bill for like three months at a time. And they're like, okay, just pay it next month wow <laughs> yeah it's so chill and we have our lights turned off two weeks after that bill was due <laughs> yeah and like and we're not the only ones doing it like so the, just that there's not that stress of exactly like oh my god everything's gonna shut off it's like okay next month <laughs> that's so awesome
0: yeah okay and then my daughter said this one and i was like well i think i know what she's gonna say but i'm not sure food spiciness
1: Oh, I I'm in in love with Indian food. In so is it more food. spicy in India or the United States? Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. I'm and scared. you know it's not it's not spice. It's like it's not like hot spice. It's just India flavored the foods the world food. It's flavor. It's just big, robust, round flavor. So yeah, I, yeah. Without India, we wouldn't really have tasty food if you think about it. <laughs>
0: okay that's awesome and then the last one I added I think you sort of answered it but I'm not really sure date night with the husband
1: I am gonna say actually I'm gonna go off the grid here I'm gonna say Canada (laughs) (laughs) because he's from Canada
0: but what did you like to do in Canada with him
1: Oh, it's just a it was just a really, you know, Toronto is just a really fun, modern, hip, young town uh that was great before you had kids. Um uh, so we did a lot of clubbing. We we did awesome. a lot of going out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this was fun. I hope that this yeah. sets off your Friday
1: oh, like, yeah. in a good
0: way. <laughs> in a fun <laughs> way, and you've got lots of things to think about. And let's let's just remind everybody where can we find you? If we want to look you up, where can listeners find you?
1: It's uh sprouting stems, all one word. Dot i n. So sprouting okay. stems. Dot i n. Yes. What about and on that's IG? my blog? And then on IG, it's um, sprouting underscore stems. Okay,
0: perfect. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere else that we can? Are you on Facebook or any places like that?
1: Yeah. If you head over to my blog, all my links are there. So, okay, if perfect. you head over, yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So we are super excited. I cannot wait. I
0: want to do a, like a huge collaboration with you. I'm super excited yeah. about continuing this.
1: I I was just thinking in my head, like I re- I've i fallen in love with you. And I've been watching you for a while, by the way. So to talk to you is like really fun.
0: That's so fun. I know when you said that one message to me, I was like, oh my gosh, wow. Yeah,
1: she was no. so funny. She's like, so I have a podcast. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, Many, but we're yes.
0: So glad that you joined us today. And I can't, I hope that you have a wonderful day with your students. You. And I don't know if you're meeting up with anybody else today, but I hope that your STEM and a SNAP goes well until thank I get you. to see you again. So until we meet again, I'm going to say adieu. Oh, thank you so you much like, for having me. Bye. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you.
0: And I Heart STEAM teachers, this is Bonnie Kirkley with Emmy, all the way from India, Sprouting Stems Guru. And don't forget, if you ever need any help with starting um, to integrate into your classroom STEM ideas, totally look up sproutingstems.in. And then also, don't forget, I've got my free STEM guide and you can totally get it. I'll put the link in because it is kind of long. Teach.iheartsteam.com backslash STEM hyphen STEAM hyphen guide. I will totally put it in the episode notes. But now I have just one question for you. Yeah. Do you I heart STEAM too? I do even more now. Love it. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. Listeners, we are out.